Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. My name is Elle Russ. Join me and my co-host, Tara Garrison, every week as we tackle topics related to mindset and empowerment so you can create a happier, more abundant, and fun kick-ass life. Video episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash kick-ass life podcast. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lruss.com. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite new companies and that is Rep Provisions. So I met these guys at Paleo FX last year where they were just blowing everyone away with their beef sticks and pecan nut butter combo packs that are outrageously delicious. But as I talked to them, I was even more blown away because I found out what they were about. They are a regenerative agriculture company committed to the future of the planet by the proper management of cattle. So they are regenerating America's grasslands with the management of their cattle. Look into it. It's amazing. Um, they have everything from, of course, high quality grass fed, grass finished beef to Mongolisa pork, which is like the wagyu of pork, to bone broth, to bone broth popsicles, pecan nut butters, like I said, and so many amazing things. Um, go support them and support the future of our planet. And they're giving you 15% off for being a Kick Ass Life podcast listener. So use coupon code Kick Ass Life and get 15% off at repprovisions.com. Hey everyone, we're going to take a minute here at the top of the show to chat with you about some of our sponsors who are offering incredible discounts for you and your family. We also only align ourselves with companies that we know are providing safe and healthy products and also products that we actually consume on a regular, if not sometimes daily basis. And one of those companies is Primal Kitchen. Primal Kitchen products are incredible because they are dairy-free, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free with no refined sugar. And they are delicious. So visit PrimalKitchen.com to check out the vast array of products available available and use code KICKASSLIFE for 10% off. All right, guys. So we're going to get all up into hypothyroidism with our resident expert, Elle. Um, so just like I talked about keto and some of my expert knowledge there, we're going to get into hypothyroidism. I know a lot of people are going to want this episode. So I, I told Elle, I'd like to just start off with her story because I think it is the story of so many. And I think that there are really valuable insights into the nuances of what Elle was doing that led her into that place. So we're going to start there and then we'll get into some of the expert knowledge that she has you know, tests that you'll want to look into resources that she's already provided, um, that you can get access to, but let's start like, okay. I don't know about you, but I feel like hypothyroidism, especially with women, but we know it affects men too, is like getting crazy out of control. It's already been, it's disproportionately a women's issue. So I think it's, I forget the statistic. It was like one out of eight women are going to get a thyroid issue in their lifetime. And then that's also the reason why guys may be discounted and not have their thyroid checked. And they'll check their testosterone with the energy stuff because they're overlooking it because they don't think of guys having the issue. But yeah, so let's just talk about what a epidemic essentially it is 200 plus people, 200 plus million people in the world have it 25 plus million Americans have it 60% that were undiagnosed. So that number's higher. And just one, just one brand, one type of thyroid hormone is the number one prescription in the U S still to this day. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So I want to get into this with you because I love your approach because it's like typically right now we're looking at it like we like to do in Western medicine. We look at, we're looking at it through a pigeonhole. It's like, Oh, thyroid numbers off medicine. Boom, done. Goodbye. Instead of like, what is actually happening in this human being, you know, and that was your journey. So can you share your journey of what you learned? Yeah. Well, it started off with, and I mean, you know, cause I want people to understand like how it started. I was, um, in hindsight, I might have been 
on an over-exerciser type of program. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best. We could talk about that. That's why my Very typical. thyroid solution is about that. So yep. I was doing chronic cardio. I was smoking cigarettes. I was, you know, um, there was lots of things that could have suppressed my, uh, I, I later found out it was deficient in selenium and coenzyme Q10. You know, these are things in hindsight you go. And would you, okay. would you say you were kind of over-exercising and under-eating like anything to yeah, lose yeah. weight? Like no, so I had women issues. Do. I had blood sugar issues. I was yeah. on like the low fat, low carb paradigm trying right, just, to get fit yep. to be an actor. And like, yep. I believe me, it worked, but I was hating it. I was suffering. Yeah. You know, yep. you know, totally suffering, uh, food addict issues, uh, hangry, all that kind of stuff. So what happened was, is like one day, um, I got my period two weeks before I should have gotten it. All right. Kind of chalked it. I'd been regular my whole life. I was 30 years old at this time. I never had any issues. No women in my family had any gynecological issues ever. So uh, I was like, okay. Then it kept happening. And mm. I just kept freaking bleeding. And it mm. really didn't stop, which wow. is horrific. Okay. But also I'm losing a lot of blood, which no one eventually looked into later. So when right. you're having all these bleeding problems, you're no doubt going to get low ferritin and iron issues, which is right. related to thyroid. In fact, you can have low iron and it'll contribute to a thyroid problem. And I can get into the details of that later, but these are all connected. So here I am, I'm losing blood. I'm losing, you know, lots of nutrients are probably going down the road. Uh, I go to a doctor and they test my thyroid, but they tested incorrectly using a 40 year old outdated test um, that only uninformed doctors who don't know what they're talking about would use to gauge my thyroid, which was a TSH. And he goes, your thyroid's fine. Tapped on my gym shoes and said, you just need to work out more and eat less. And here's the thing at the time I was working out, dude, you don't, that was the height, problem. Plus 36 laps, <laughs> plus going to the gym to lift weights every day, almost dude. Like, wow. and I knew how to eat, you know, I thought, so the right. fact that he said that to me, so he's kind of accusing me of having a closet eating disorder or something. Right. Like, There's right. no way you could be gaining all this weight without, and that happens to a lot of patients too. Yeah. So I just want to throw So he was, there. he was uh, per perpetuating, telling you to do more of what was probably causing it in the first place. Yes. And yeah. his solution to my bleeding was not, that's weird. A 30 year old with perfect gynecological health is suddenly bleeding all the time. Why? Right. Why? <laughs> that was never asked. It was more Ugh. of a, we'll give you a pill to bandaid that symptom. Well, guess right. what? I bled through three different freaking birth control pills, which wow. by the way, the birth control pill, I am not opposed to it ethically at all or morally, but it robs you of your thyroid and it robs you of your testosterone as a woman, which is why when women get off the pill after a while, they're like, oh my God, I feel like myself again. I'm level-headed. Oh, I'm not bloating. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's robbing you of these things. So what the so doctor, we were talking about, he never asked why. Yeah. The doctor never asked why. And, uh, you know, never looked into like, that's weird. What could be causing this imbalance? Because he's a Western doctor. And you know, so they kept giving me the birth control pill to the control the symptom. And again, if you keep doing that, you end up like a damn quilt. You're like a patchwork nightmare and you never get to the root of it. So you're always going to have the problem. So I mm. bled through four of those pills and got more bloated acne, hair falling out, swollen eyes in the morning, a horrible thing called myxedema, which is skin thickening, which I can't even explain how disgusting it is. Um, I uh, had horrible, I had blood, I'm just going to TMI it, but it's true. I like would be hiking with a friend and be like, oh my God, cramps, like would feel like bowel movement cramps. And I would pull over to the side and be like, oh my God, do I have to poop or whatever? And like blood clots would fall out. Wow. And you know what? Like any woman wants that to happen. Right. So I was Damn. horrified. And yeah. um, meanwhile, I'm getting depressed. I'm getting exhausted. My mind is not working and I'm freezing. I never reached above uh, 97 degrees um, ever, sometimes 96. So it, I, even in California in summer, I was freezing, wearing socks to bed in summer with no AC on, just freezing constantly. Um, mm. 
again, like I used to have perfect skin my, and my hair was falling out rapidly. Obviously I have a huge head of hair if anyone's watching this. And so, you know, this was like, I was falling apart. I was also accelerated aging. Like you can root, like when I look back, I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. the, the level of glycation and things that happen when your body's yeah. off like that, it's pretty bad. So wow. um, I had about 30 or 40 symptoms, everything from like inner itching of the ears to dry cracked skin and heels to acne, to horrible constipation uh, that not even laxatives would resolve, even getting colonics. Um, it was, it was a freaking disaster and nobody helped me, which is why I became the expert because the long story short of it is that I ended up solving two bouts of hypothyroidism in a decade by myself, meaning using doctors for blood work and not listening to what they had to say. And I had to like order my thyroid hormones over the internet, totally just on my own. So, you know, I don't want anyone else to have to do that, but that is the true situation of a lot of thyroid patients all around the world. Totally. You can't find a doctor to help you. And I live in LA. So I went to over two dozen endocrinologists and doctors who I communicated with either in person on the phone. Nobody helped me. Not only did that not help me, they steered me in the wrong direction. One doctor was like, here's progesterone to control the bleeding. And, you know, then, then finally it was actually a really well-known, she's retired now, but she was famous in LA. Her name was Dr. Zhu, Dr. Zhu. And she was famous for getting people pregnant. She was a gynecological mm. surgeon in China. She came over here and she was, and she was the one who looked at me and she barely, but she really, all her notes were in Chinese. She really spoke broken English. And she said, mm. why are you taking progesterone? She's like, why are you taking this? I know this doctor. And this doctor was a Beverly Hills famous doctor mentioned in Suzanne Summers books and all this kind of stuff. And she was like, don't take progesterone. And then she actually was the one that was like, you actually need to take at some point you're going to need to, I think you need thyroid hormone. And I had developed a fibroid and a polyp in my uterus. The fibroid, the the, uh, acupuncturist was able to actually, through acupuncture nerves, naturally excavate my body, which by the way, the Western doctors were like, that's weird. Yeah. mm -hmm." So there's a reason, you know, uh, Chinese medicine has been around for 3000 years. And she even told me, she said, I'm not going to be able to get rid of that polyp because it's locked onto the uh, lining of your uterus, and but I will be able to get rid of the other. She was right. I ended up having to get surgery for that. Yeah. Nobody wants gynecological surgery. Yeah. Everything's been fine since I'm fine, but it was horrible. So I suffered about seven years of my thirties with these two different bouts. I had, was on my own to figure it out. Uh, I went to a million doctors. I spent $15,000. I didn't really have at the time to try to figure this out. And the only freaking people that really helped me other than the, the acupuncturist a little bit was fellow patients on an online forum created by another author, Janie Borthrop, who wrote Sopathyroid Madness, an incredible book. And they had this forum before she had the book and they were like, you give them in their labs and they helped because I didn't have any help. No doctors were helping me. The only people that helped me were fellow patients who gave yeah. up their free time on a forum to help people. My God, you yeah. know, I mean, so that, and then they led me in the right direction. I had a horribly low ferritin, which is iron storage. And so uh, I had restless legs. Um, I had heart palpitations. I can't even, the myriad of symptoms that I would go through, the worst part is like adrenal fatigue comes with this. And so you are extremely overwhelmed. Uh, you have a horrible sensitivity to light, sound, and smells, which makes you a shitty person to hang out with because at any given time you're like, oh my God, I can't, like you cannot deal with a friend wearing perfume around you. Like you just can't, you cannot deal mm. with it. And so that makes you like, like yeah, to fucking hang out with you yeah. and you're a party pooper. So, um, you know, the bleeding went on this, that, and the other, finally, all the stuff got corrected. I ended up dosing myself, uh, fixing myself. And then I was like, ah, oh, great. I don't have to think about this again. I'm glad that's over. 
Then a few years went by <laughs> and I had a second bout called the reverse T3 problem, which actually is sort of like the initial thyroid hormone uh, combination I was taking. My body sort of rejected one of them. And so in that scenario, and I mean, I was obviously meant to go through it because I'm one of the, I think I'm only one of two authors who actually takes T3 only, but I had to go to the last resort choice of treatment on that. And so again, I was left in the dust having to do my own, like I went through both of these things again on my own two times. And so, and again, only a fellow patient helped me. She goes, you know what? I think you might have a reverse T3 problem. You should read this book that was just published by this guy, Paul Robinson out of England. Paul Robinson and Janie Bothor both helped me save my own life. And they are the only two authors that I recommend other than myself. Um, I have read, I just read a thyroid book that came in today from a doctor. The worst thing ever, I, 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 can't, I, I can't interview the person because I, can't have, I don't have anything good to say about their book. So I really trust those two other authors. They also have forums. They have online things where people are there to help guide patients who maybe can't afford it. They really helped me save my life. So that's sort of the story. Um, and then, you know, people were like, I never thought about writing a book about it. I was a comedy writer. I still am. And I was writing like screenplays and all that kind of stuff. And I was not interested in getting into this realm. But everywhere I went around the world, someone would mention their thyroid problem without me prompting that. And I ended yeah. up being like, get this tested, do that. And people were like, you know, you should write a book about this. And it's funny because when we talk about manifestation, I threw it away as if it already happened. And those things always manifest first. And I had said, yeah, someday when I'm done doing all the stuff I wanted, like, yeah, it'll happen, whatever. And actually it was the first major thing that actually was locked in. Uh, the second being a documentary I wrote. Um, so I, uh, and here's the, the cincher. People were like, you should write a book. And I'm like, what can I say that kind of already hasn't been said? But I realized there was no other author currently on T3 that had, except for Paul Robinson in England, that had a reverse T3 issue and then also meeting Mark Sisson. So I host the Primal Blueprint podcast, other than this one with you. Mark Sisson, you guys can look him up. He's a New York Times bestselling author and pretty much like one of the grandfathers of the paleo primal movement. And I started working for him eight years ago and... I, I just saw the way they lived and I thought, you know what? So I had gotten over my second bout, but I ha- wasn't able to lose the weight and all my old shit wasn't working. Yep. And I was over exercising. I was like, I'm going to hot yoga this. I'm going to burn and mm-hmm. melt this mm-hmm. fat off. And I went to hot yoga five days a week and got fatter people. Yep. Totally. And I didn't understand any of this stuff. Cause I, here's the thing. I was over it all those years. I had read every diet book. I was already obsessed. I did the South, but just, I just, I like, I was like, it's all the same yep. shit. I don't care. Obviously something's wrong with me. I've got a sugar addiction. This is just who I am. I have to struggle with this shit, eating shit for the rest of my life. And then I started working for Mark and Carrie Sisson. I'm like, hold on a minute. These guys are like 20 years older than me. They look way better. They're not stressed. They're not working out all the time. They don't seem like they have any appetite issues. I read his books. I'm working for him. And uh, it wasn't actually until I saw a speech that Mark gave on it. Uh, It was like a two hour presentation describing the primal blueprint. And it really sunk in. Yeah. Like it all of a sudden hit all the information, you know, now, and we both know. And I thought, oh my God, I should, tr- I obviously have to try this. And I did. And the thing about it, and this is, you know, I've, I'll say it again and again, the best part of me going paleo or essentially higher fat, moderate protein, low carb paradigm or moderate, moderate, and then low fat, whatever that kind of paradigm and ancestral paradigm absolutely cured every eating issue, disorder, uh, satiation. That was the biggest gift. Forget the weight loss, forget all that. Yeah. This was like, oh my God, I thought I was cursed. 
Tara, I thought I was cursed. I really yeah. did. I would be like, I know what it takes to get that body because I did it once. And so everyone else is yeah. suffering and not talking about it. Or, yeah, or totally. am I the only one? I was about ready to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I had major, major eating issues, never satiated. Now I, now I rarely think yeah. about it. It's, it's a totally different world. And I know that a lot yeah. of people who go in this direction, and I'm sure a lot of your clients and maybe even yourself when you got down here, that is the ultimate. I don't even care about the other benefits of it because yep. that is a crazy maker when mm -hmm. you're going through life feeling like, is it just me? I'm always thinking about food. I'm opening the fridge every two hours. Doesn't yep. matter what I do, what I try. So I went through that process and then started getting into functional medicine and all these things and met Dr. Forsman, who is on my book. And we did a bunch of, you know, testing and I've just worked ever since in the past eight years of optimizing and getting fixed up. And, um, I also enjoy life so much more. I had to work out so much. Like when you are yeah. a sugar burner and you are addicted to glucose, you gotta, you gotta like, Oh my God. I mean, it's terrible. So I felt like I suddenly have a freedom to yeah. not be like, oh my God, I gotta go, like I gotta go eat this off or I gotta go work this off because I'm gonna eat. And it, it just is a different life. So that really changed me. And honestly, I'm glad I went through the two bouts because I have the personal experience of being on the last resort choice that I can talk to people about because there's lots of nuances with that versus other choices for treatment. And I know that's a, that's a, that's a long one. Yeah. But. No, I mean, so uh, what I love about your story so much and why I wanted to start out with that is because it is the story of most women. I would say like, if you haven't already developed some issues with your thyroid or metabolism and you're on this road where you're like over exercising and trying to starve yourself, like just look and see what's possible. What might, what could possibly happen? Because it's like, it's, it's the story of a woman is truly at this era of where we're at in humanity and evolution is the smaller you are, the better, the skinnier you are, the better, you know? And it's like, I have had my eyes open to women. They, they die with that wish. They die with, they, they, they live their whole lives, 70, 80, 90 years old, wishing they were thinner. And the, a lot of women will go to any extreme to get that because it's literally like a power currency for women. It's crazy. The pressure that's put on women It is, And I live in Hollywood. So it's, like, it is. Yeah. You take something like that. Way to, worse. Yeah, exactly. Your professional life depends on it. your dance. You, you know, a lot of women with dance backgrounds where it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, they'll go to any limits and it's, um, it's something we really have to take a look at because like what the, the way that's being taught, like you're, you're, you did exactly what so many women have done and are doing. Most of the women who come to me with hypothyroidism work way harder and eat way less than any of my other clients. And it's so sad because I'm like, you're, you're eating food. It, inf, the way I look at it is inflammation. It's, it's overstress on the body. Well, and hypothyroidism is extremely it's, inflammatory. Yeah. Extremely inflammatory. And so here you are and you're um, just working out like crazy, just inflaming, 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 inflaming. And then and adrenal fatigue, keep exhausting the adrenals, keep right. exhausting the adrenals. Right. And then, you know, typically, yeah, eating foods that are inflammatory too. So, and then there's usually almost always gut issues going on with it. So there's gut inflammation, there's systemic inflammation, and then we're going to stack on top of that, a bunch of muscular inflammation from workouts. So your body literally gets into a place where it's just like, dude, I don't freaking know what to do. Like I can only handle so much. You're breaking me. And you're coming in here to be a voice of reason saying, hold on for a second let's heal. <laughs> let's ask why this is going on instead of just like punishing yourself. That's, that's the biggest thing. That's what I usually want with my hypothyroid clients. I have to work through like, 
it doesn't have to be this hard. Like I, I, the way, what you're dealing with right now, no one, no one can achieve like the results you're trying to achieve in the environment. It's like living in a room full of freaking, <laughs> or I say it's like brushing your teeth with Oreos. You're just eating them, eating them, eating them. And they're like, I don't know why it won't. It's like, dude, you got to stop with the inflammation. We got to stop. We got to slow down. And so, um, I love what you were talking about. Yeah, your that, first that's approach. The thing I want to make a point of is that first of all, this is fixable across all the boards. I don't care if you've got double antibodies for Hashimoto's, you're extremely screwed up. This is fixable. It's not always the first option. I don't believe in the first option being like, I'm going to run a medication. That should not be the first option. Sometimes it has to be, depends if the person's been suffering for 10 years as horrible labs. Okay. But also I just want people to know there's possibilities where you do something natural, try to clean it up. It doesn't work. Maybe you go on thyroid hormone a little bit, do the cleanup from there, because at least you're got a normal body that's detoxing and getting rid and cleaning up. And then you can go off. Uh, I actually had a client who did that. She was on full replacement, uh, thyroid hormone, had Lyme disease, bunch of other stuff, started to attack those things, decided to wean off and go off. Her thyroid now is almost working perfectly. And she just needs a little additional, like a little, little topper off or a skosh of thyroid hormone, but she doesn't need to like completely overhaul the whole thing. So there are lots of ways this can go. It's not once I'm on medication, it's forever. And it's not the mm -hmm. first order of business either all the time. But I do want people to know that this is solvable because if you're on thyroid hormone and you're still suffering from any symptoms, you're with a shitty doctor who doesn't know what they're talking about. And you either need to learn more yourself or there's something really missing here. And it could be something so dumb. By the way, I see this all the time when I'm coaching people. It could be something so dumb like they just need to up their ferritin. Like a dumb, cheap bottle of iron can sometimes solve the whole damn thing. I mean, like literally sometimes it's a very simple fix. Um, let's, uh, let's it's complex, but it's fixable. So no one lose hope out there. And if you have a doctor that's been telling you, well, you have hypothyroidism. So these are the things you're going to suffer with. No, that's a doctor who just know how to treat it. Yeah. So okay. Everybody let's can achieve that. Let's break down. You, know, you mentioned Hashimoto's let's break down real simply, real quick. Uh, Hashimoto's versus hypothyroidism versus hyperthyroidism real quick symptoms of each yep. what or in, in explaining what each means very okay quickly. so hypothyroidism is also Hashimoto's it's just that Hashimoto's is an autoimmune form of hypothyroidism sometimes uh meaning your immune system makes a mistake and it starts to attack your thyroid gland as if it's an enemy and tries to murder it <laughs> and in the process it's releasing antibodies there are two tests for those you can have one or both depending on how high they are could absolutely match the symptoms. The good thing about Hashimoto's is if you catch it young and early in anybody, but early in anyone, there are lifestyle things that can actually prevent you from ever going on thyroid hormone replacement and just doing diet and lifestyle. Um, sometimes not, but, 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 that is, but that is absolutely a thing. So hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's is underactive. Now, some people with Hashimoto's have experienced like waves of up and down, meaning maybe one week they're hyper, uh, the antibodies mess with them and they can get a little bit hyper. And then a couple weeks later, they're real down and low. And, and like, when yeah. I say hyper, I don't mean hyper, like, uh, yeah, I mean, um, heart racing, uh, sweaty, pooping a lot, hypermetabolic is what that is. So that would be hyperthyroidism. Uh, sometimes it's, you can't, you can't gain weight no matter what you do. You're pooping all the time. You have a high temperature, you have anxiety, you're nervous. Would you also um, feel more hungry during those phases? Yes, your appetite is absolutely increased. Yeah. You also have muscle wasting as well. Too much T3 is not mm. good. This is why when bodybuilders use T3, which is the biologically active thyroid hormone, it's what corresponds with how, how well we're doing pretty much. 
they will jam themselves with it to burn fat, but then they have to offset the catabolic nature of it. So too much T3 can be catabolic. Now here's the thing, you can be fat and have hyperthyroidism because at some point it could just backfire on you. You're eating too much. It screws up glucose and blood sugar. That's a very dangerous situation. Often with a very high heart rate, you could have a heart attack. Mm. Um, How do they solve that? Well, back in the day, they would just like needlessly radioactive iodine your thyroid and kill it, making you hypothyroid, which is a safer state and then put you on thyroid hormone replacement. That still happens. Graves disease is the technical disease for hyperthyroidism. A lot can be done through diet and lifestyle on this too, and optimization. It is sketchier, meaning it it really is precarious because someone literally could be rushed to the hospital because they're having a heart attack because T3 increases your heart rate. It is the thermostat, which is why when you're hypo, Mm. low thyroid, your heart rate's really low. Everything's right. slow, sluggish, constipation, freezing. Yeah. If yeah. you're hyper, you're hot all the time. You're, and I've been hyper. I've been on too much T3. It's very uncomfortable. Mm. Um, it does increase your appetite and that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, the muscle wasting is, was clear. You kind of can't get into ketosis if you're hyper or hypo, uh, depending on how severe either one of those mm. things are. So, so Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form uh, that affects your thyroid standard hypothyroidism can just happen for whatever. There's lots of people in the Midwest that have it because they call it the goiter belt. Goiter being an enlarged thyroid gland, kind of like a basketball. Rarely you see people with that anymore. And that's why they iodize salt back in the day. So sometimes people from the Midwest have a lot. I'm from the Midwest. I don't know if that's one of the things. No one else in my family has it. Um, I do have a second cousin who got thyroid cancer. And in those cases, that's the best kind of cancer to get. If you catch it quickly, you remove the gland or part of it, and then you dose the person. So actually that is like probably the best, best, most easily solvable cancer you could, you could have. Um, the, 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 all of these things are solvable and manageable. If someone has had their thyroid gland removed, it's imperative that they are on the right amounts. And so a lot of people are just mistreated and that's the story. They're with doctors that don't understand dosing combinations, dosing theories, or don't understand what we do, which is that functional makeup of all of the things that are connected to this, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can take a thyroid hormone pill, but it might not really work well because is it gonna get to where it needs to go? Is it gonna be metabolized properly? And that's really what my book is all about is setting up this baseline for, let's correct it naturally, which would you, like sometimes women have a baby and after the baby, they become hyper or hypo. It's a hormonal cascade of swings. And sometimes this happens. And sometimes yeah. it's just like, I need to follow paleo diet, optimize some nutrients. And in eight weeks, I'm fine. And, and sometimes it's that easy. And other times it's, you know, a little bit more complicated. It depends on, I mean, probably the most complicated cases I see are the ones that have like Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, they're going through menopause and they have hypothyroidism. I mean, you know, that might take a little bit longer to solve, but in general, hypothyroidism, when it's caught quickly, can be solved naturally quickly and, or the other way, pretty quickly. I mean, within a few months, which is not a long time to ask to wait to be better. So let's go into testing because, um, you mentioned that kind of the standard protocol for a long time has been test TSH, which by the way is thyroid stimulating hormone. So the theory there is if you're overproducing the stimulating hormone, that means your thyroid's not working right. So that's all we need to know. That's kind of been like the standard medical practice for a long time. Um, can you go into what you learned and what tests people might want to get to actually find out what is really going on with their thyroid? Sure. So people will email me and they'll be like, do I really need all these tests? Yeah, you, you do. If you want to know 
is something wrong with my thyroid? The best place to start are the six following tests. I have them also on my free thyroid guide, lrust.com. You click it. It's so, really good guys. Make sure lrust.com, the free thyroid guide is super informative. I refer people to it all the time. So don't miss out on that. We'll link it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so basically those are the four main tests are TSH thyroid stimulating hormone free T4. That's free as in freedom, free T3 reverse T3 main four. But at first, if you've never gotten tested, and you may want to keep doing it, but it depends. You want to rule out and get yourself tested for Hashimoto's. Is this thing autoimmune inspired? Because there's a whole different pathway of how to treat that and how to eat for that, that could really be beneficial. So it's important to know that. Um, so those two tests are TPO antibody, which stands for thyroid peroxidase antibody. And the other one is TG antibody, which stands for thyroid globulin antibody. Doctors sometimes only test the TPO you could be positive for one, not the other. If you had to choose one that you would be positive for, you would choose the TPO because the TG is more problematic, or I would say issues with that if prolonged have a higher percentage of chances leading to things you really don't want. Um, mm. Both of them do because antibodies, no matter what it is, I don't care if it's rheumatoid arthritis, MS, antibodies equal inflammation. It will be right. getting more issues, possibly more autoimmune issues, which is why when people have Hashimoto's that's out of control, whether it's because they don't know that they shouldn't be eating gluten, which is literally one thing almost everybody with Hashimoto's shouldn't do, um, even less so for people that are regular hypothyroid. I'm saying like just specifically for the Hashimoto's people, you can be extremely allergic to lots of things. So if your immune system is out of control with this Hashimoto's, you might have lots of allergic reactions to yeah. stuff that once yeah. you correct it, yep. you suddenly don't. So if you're really highly allergic and sensitive, like that, that, that could be. Yeah. I'll chime in really quick, just from a nutritionist standpoint. Like if you're having a lot of these symptoms, like start with cutting out gluten and dairy, just, it's not that hard. I hardly eat any gluten and dairy. I don't even have issues with them. I just don't, because they're not really conducive to like, a uh, making me feel good and perform like a boss and have good body composition. I promise you can do it. I used to drink milk. Like there was no tomorrow. I used to eat cheese on everything. I used yep. to eat bread every single day. Like I, I was like, there's no way I could live that life. I promise you, if you find other foods that you just love eating, you will not even miss them. But I would say like, if you're having any symptoms, like that is a really easy place to start. And I can't tell you how many clients I've had that are like, I'm just freaking exhausted all the time. I can't, I have to sleep like 10 hours. I, I can't recover after workouts. And I'm like, okay, can you just try cutting out gluten and dairy? And they're like, <laughs> I lost a couple of pounds and I'm feeling a lot better now. And I'm like, okay. So like, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. So I just want to highlight that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so continuing on, um, did we miss any tests? I, I guess here's another thing. Well, I, here's I the thing. Things that are related always yeah. get ferritin tested. That's on my free thyroid yeah. guide because iron storage has to be pretty key for this all thing to work. And if you start taking thyroid hormones, you will have problems raising them in a timely manner. You'll get some weird symptoms. If your ferritin is low, sometimes when people are talking, this happens all the time. They'll be like, I feel like I'm having heart palpitations and this medication, like it's too much. And they're on like a really low dose and like, it's too much. And their labs don't show it. And I'm like, all right, so is that happening when you lay down? Like when you lay down, do you feel like you, and people are listening, will know this. You lay down, you feel, it's like you hear and you feel your heart thumping and it seems not right. It's concerning. That is usually low ferritin guys. And um, that's really important because it's such an essential nutrient and it's so easy. And most hypothyroid patients, the thing to know is you can't hold on to nutrients because you have really shitty digestion. So it doesn't matter if you're eating all the liver in the world. It doesn't matter if you're carnivore. It doesn't matter. 
you still will become a low in vitamin D and iron storage and some other things. So yes, like B12 is important. I mean, all the stuff we would test nutritionally is great too. I always throw in the free thyroid guy like ferritin, HbA1c, homocysteine, B12. Those are kind of good cofactors to that list of six tests I gave. It's a start. Could you go way in depth? Yeah, you can do organic acid tests. And I mean, you know, you, I've done a ton of stuff with functional doctors, but just start off. Is there something wrong here? That's really a great base because from there, it might just be, let me take iron for a couple of weeks. And maybe, maybe you lost a lot of blood from the last child you had in delivery, or did you have a surgery or were you a vegan for two years? And like your iron shit, it could just be something so simple, um, but it needs to be optimized in order for your thyroid to work naturally. So your own thyroid hormones, if things are working great, they can't get to where they need to go without proper ferritin, iron storage. Um, and mm. same with the thyroid hormones you're swallowing. So that's, that's part of that too. I've never asked you this. Um, it is something I do in my own practice with clients. Do you, um, are you a fan of testing mineral status? Cause I really like to see if there are magnesium and there's zinc and selenium and iodine and these things that play a part in all these conversions going from TSH to T4 to see you know, through that whole cascade, like say somebody's really low, like you were selenium or even magnesium, you know, you need that to make T4 and also to convert that inactive T4 to T3. Like that's a part of the process. So you take somebody with really low magnesium, you know, is that something that you recommend that they get their minerals tested? I mean, I, I kind of recommend all of it, but here's the thing. A lot of times when people hear, it depends how much money do you have? How quickly yeah. you have time? So I, that's why I just say, Hey, let's start off with like, is there see where you're at? Yeah. yeah. And then you can go from there. I do really wish that everybody would have a full workup with a really great yeah. functional doctor worth their weight because it is advisable. A spectra cell test. Yes, absolutely. Are you deficient in certain things you might need to optimize? 100%. I agree with that. Uh, or you could do the hair analysis. There's yeah, I really recommend that Heavy metals are a huge part of this. Totally. So I always ask people like, Hey, do you have silver fillings in your mouth? And if they're like, Oh yeah, then I'm like, all right, yeah. you know what? You might need to get mm -hmm. a heavy metal. That's a hundred dollar urine test. That's real easy to do at home. So, you know, yes, there are so many factors to this, uh, EBV Epstein bar. If you've got like like I had mono as a kid and a lot of other people do, but some people get a little bit screwed more on these Epstein-Barr uh, antibodies and they can create hypo-like symptoms. So how do you know if it's the Epstein-Barr? Yeah, you got to test. Right, so, so you know, you can test for that. And also too, you can, there's some things you can do to mitigate EBV, like monolorian and some other, other things there. You know, it, so there's some experimentation going on there. There's mm -hmm. something called low-dose naltrexone, which can be used, for example, I had a client who I thought, you know, I don't think you're going to benefit from thyroid hormone. I think you're just going to benefit from low-dose naltrexone. Like some other thyroid labs look normal, but the antibodies were out of control. And in that case, when you can't lower them, your, them yourself by doing like a paleo autoimmune protocol, food list of things that affect people with autoimmune disorders, if you follow that and the antibodies still go down, there is uh, another choice here of low-dose naltrexone. And sometimes that is the only thing the person needs at night to kind of solve the problem and keep the antibodies down and have them still live a normal life where they don't feel hypothyroid. Um, but the goal is when you are hypothyroid is to get to complete symptom elimination. So uh, yeah. if I ever hear a patient that's like, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, I've been on thyroid home a couple of years, like it's all right, but I can't do this. Or I, or I still have this symptom or I'm still having issues with that. I'm like, well, then you're not either like properly dosed the timing, like something's off with the dose, either the dosage or the timing of the dosage. I've seen some real screwed up stuff where it's like, what, you take that all in the morning? No, you need to split that up. And that was the only thing they needed to do, you know? So there's, there's mm -hmm. things like that. Um, 
Can you, yeah. can you speak yeah. on um, the emotional stress component and learning to manage emotional stress? Because I think this is so important. Most of the time people with hyper, if you have um, thyroid issues, you're generally going to be in a place where you feel more stressed already. So I think it, it's so important while you're in that phase and you're trying to heal to incorporate stress management techniques. And like, it's, it's crazy to me, like how often I talk to people, it, it, people feel like that doesn't matter. Like, it's kind of like, Oh, that, that would be nice if I had time to manage my stress. And I'm like, I, I just want to like slap them and be like, dude, like your whole life is operating on freaking fumes because you won't do this. Like everything doesn't have to be so freaking anxiety ridden and hard and crazy. Like you got to breathe. You got to, so I, I'm curious, yeah. what has been your experience with stress management uh, and the emotional components when you're dealing with thyroid issues? Well, let me say this, which is when you're hypothyroid and it's not treated and it's not fixed yet, you can literally start having anxiety attacks as yeah. I did back then. I don't need Xanax anymore. I never really had it, did I? No, it was hypothyroidism slash adrenal induced. For yeah. the first time in my life, Tara, it was horrible, the feeling. I'd heard people talk about anxiety attacks. Oh, it feels like an elephant's on your chest. You can't breathe. You feel like you're going to die. And I was like, yeah. I don't get it until yeah. I had it happen to me. Oh my God. It's like you want to immediately drive to the emergency room and just be like, I'm, I'm going to die. So I had to take Xanax there for a little bit, many, many years ago. Uh, I now realize that was just a hypothyroid induced thing. So it's like, do you, so mental note, and this is why the thyroid's the master gland, AKA thyroid hormones are the giver of all sorts of life. So do you have depression truly, or are you hypothyroid because hypothyroidism causes depression? You take the Prozac, it'll last a couple months and then it won't work because right. you never got to the root of the problem. Right. So again, you always go here. Oh, my son, he's got low testosterone. Does he? Or is his thyroid effed up? Don't be giving a kid, 25 year old kid testosterone when they don't need it. Check the thyroid first. You fix the thyroid, the, the hormones come back because it is the master of the production and regulation of those sex hormones. Hence the gynecological issues that mostly result, manifest itself with women. Infertility. Miscarriages. I had a friend who had two miscarriages. One of the success stories in my book had two miscarriages. Who wants miscarriages? What a yeah. horrible thing. Yet the doctors are like, ah, whatever, your thyroid's fine. No, it wasn't. Had yeah. they checked the thyroid correctly, you didn't need to have uh, a miscarriage. So, and, and I say on the, on the anxiety attacking another, I mean, my, my mind immediately goes to, to magnesium deficiency, which will definitely cause well, thyroid. Thyroid patients are often in that. And also thyroid patients yeah. often do take magnesium for a variety of reasons. It's one of the sort of courses of like, Hey, you should probably be on some magnesium Find now out. I just think to help with constipation, which will resolve once your thyroid gets fixed, but some people need a little help, mm -hmm. the restful sleep, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Last yeah. time though, I took my, uh, hair and, uh, analysis. I was too high in magnesium hmm. and they were like, and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah. something. And so that's again, good to find out too. Great examples of something you think you should be taking. You need to check in every that's now why and then. I, I used to have all my clients take magnesium because what I was trained in all these high level courses was like, everyone's magnesium deficient. 80% of people are magnesium deficient. So I was like, get on magnesium. And once I started testing people, I, I backed off that no one gets recommended magnesium for me anymore, unless we've actually tested to see if you need it. So that's what right. I think is so cool. Like the hair test that I use is $157 for a test and a consultation. I mean, come on now. Like that's not that. Oh, 
it tests for heavy metals, all your ratios. I'll, I'll link that up for in the show notes for you guys too. Yeah, I'll link that up. That that's super important to find out, you know, before you just start throwing all these like supplements at things, I, I've definitely changed my tune on supplements. I'm like, you don't need to just crap shoot it anymore. You something right. Like you were saying, like iron might be life-changing for one person. And the other person's like, dude, you don't need to be freaking taking iron. Don't take iron. You know, yeah, like you, like, you have to find out. No. <laughs> yeah. And you can for pretty affordable. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that, throw that in there. Um, but I want to okay. talk about the stress thing. So yes, here's why it matters because you think you're getting away with it and you're not because the stress yeah. will affect your thyroid fight yeah. or flight. And being in that kind of hyperadrenalized mode screws up your blood, clo- <laughs> blood yep. glucose. Thyroid doesn't like any of it, which is why I go right. back to the paleothyroid tissue because the way that, and you know this too, the, the glucose steadiness, the steadiness you get when you're on the paradigm you and I mostly preach yeah. right. is what the thyroid prefers. <laughs> it's what mm-hmm. your pancreas prefers, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it's really preferable. It works hand in hand mm-hmm. with all of this stuff, which is why the paleothyroid system is not about like, oh, you got fat because you were hypo, use paleo to lose the weight. It's also because of the synergistic, it's like a triad. It's like adrenals, yeah. thyroid, you know? So these blood glucose, they all kind of go together. And once you're steady, then these other things come into play and you're yeah. not all over the place. But high stress can give a thyroid, basically give you a thyroid problem. I mean, yeah. lots of things can. So sleep, obviously I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, Mindset's really key too. Yeah. Uh, while you're going through it, because listen, when you're fat and disgusted with yourself and you've got all these symptoms, like I mentioned earlier, and you're just feeling like a, I mean, I could barely go out in public and want anyone to recognize me. I mean, it, it, I just want to cry thinking about it. It's just, it's, it's so depressing. It's yeah. like, it's so, it's like every day, multiple tears for years. Um, it, it, and it is, it's your brain is also lacking in T3. So you're depressed yeah. and can't think right. You yeah. literally can't think right. You can't remember numbers. You can't even retain a paragraph of something you're reading. You feel dumb as shit because you technically That's... are in that moment. Yeah. And it's scary. And nobody wants to talk about it because it's your mind stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you feel like you're getting dumb or old and you're like, you know, no one really wants to share that. But the other thing too, is that you get into this mode of looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I have to lose weight. I have, again, like this hating on the body, this like this thing has rejected me. And that's where you really like, I I work with my clients to, you know, if I sense that Mm -hmm. it's kind of, we got like, we got to change this right now. Uh, I get you gotta be on your body there. side. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get how you got there. Cause you're like, I tried everything fucking nothing. Totally. But then you have to just be like, hold on a second. I'm in the process of fixing. It has to be yeah. towards the positive affirmation. Uh, my second bout, I had learned already about this mindset stuff after my first bout that I'd fixed. So when I got my second bout and I was like, oh no, I remember being like, I can't believe I'm here again. Mm-hmm. Now, even less doctors know about a reverse D3 problem, like bawling in the car, in the parking lot at the doctor's office, just totally left in the dust again. Mm-hmm. I knew though, I was like, I, I got So I got like guided healing meditations. I mean, I did yeah. the gamut. I still cry through some of them, Yeah, but I'd do it anyway. I, I really, I was like, and I had the hope of like, Hey, I got through this once I did it myself once I'm going to do it again. So I had a little bit of extra faith and hope. The yeah. first time around, it was so bad. Now, look, back then, there were no podcasts. There was nothing really out there. Yeah. You know? 
now there's all sorts of information in my book and other people who feel like I do. And you've got doctors that kind of know some of this stuff now where that was not the case then. So I really was on my own. Now all this stuff is pretty much out there for free, um, which is great because it, the message is spreading and people in the past five, 10 years have started to kind of go, all right, hold on a minute. We've been looking at this wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, most of the suffering happens because somebody is with an uninformed doctor, but I would say this is my lesson. Yeah. My lesson and all that was, even though the information necessarily wasn't there for me to find at the time, I was a dummy. I didn't know. I didn't know better. If someone diagnoses you with something, you better, you better get into it. You better get into it. You might know more than them. You might be able to help them help you. You cannot just trust someone's Harvard MD and go, okay, I'll just take this pill. It might be the wrong pill. It might not be the right dose. They might not be testing you right. They may not be evaluating it right. And I hate to say this, but over all these years of coaching, and it doesn't matter if they're in Brazil or Saudi Arabia or Australia, the same shit goes. People have suffered for longer than necessary because they never questioned it. Yeah. Because they never went, what's that thing I have? They just listened and took a pill and then the shit didn't totally. work. And then they're back to square one and calling me. And then here's that moment of them going, oh, oh my God, 10 years of my life. Yeah. And suddenly some chick who's not even a doctor is telling me, what I need to know. I mean, it's a tough day. I had to do, I did tapping sessions and shit around my anger towards doctors. I mean, I'll talk some smack no matter what about uninformed mm-hmm. doctors, but I had a lot of problems there. But what I realized is I didn't, I trusted them yeah. because we think we're supposed to, but no, I want people to get the different perspective. They're working for you. They are a contractor. There's no different than other people. You're going to get several, you know, uh, bids for your house to be painted or your roof to be fixed. You need to learn about it yourself. You cannot just trust that they know what they're talking about. I love it when people in the past, I remember people go meet a new doctor, nothing be wrong with them. You just go to a new, and they'd be like, oh my God, my doctor's great. I'm like, how do you know? Cause they had a good personality. Cause they joked right. around with you in the room. Cause they had a Harvard degree on the wall. That does not mean they're a great doctor. They could be the worst effing doctor ever. And I did have a Harvard trained doctor completely be like, you're fine way yeah. back when. And this was my friend's doctor. And I remember being like, dude, he, he would be like, oh, my doctor went to Harvard. I don't care where you went to school. Sometimes you're just wrong or you're uninformed or you don't, you're, you're outdated information. And it's, it's so, so that's really where my role comes in. You got to learn about this stuff, whether it's from me privately through coaching, whether it's through my book, you must learn. And you, cause most of the doctors out there, I haven't heard of too many that really know what they're doing. Usually it's the patients that are helping dictate that treatment who are understanding themselves and know what they need. Those are the ones that usually succeed. Yeah. And I love, it kind of goes back to when you were talking about the mindset component of, you know, like what I think the big, one of the biggest shifts that's happened to me in my relationship with my body is I have this, like, I got you, like, I'm on your side. I'm here to help. Like, I, I, like, I don't even know how you work. So I'm just here trying to make the best decisions possible for you. I'm listening. Also, sometimes I can tell when you want things because I've trained you to be dependent on those things that you don't really need. So I'm going to push through and we're going to shift some things, but it's still in this attitude of love. It's like being like my own dream mom to my body. It's like, I'm going to do what's best for you. Like I got you instead of rejecting you and like, look at you failed me and disappointed me. Like it's not your body's fault. Your body is doing the very best that it can with it's trying to thoughts. save your life. Actually. That's yeah. Actually it is always everything. exactly. It is always doing everything it can for your best, for your highest good, everything it possibly can. And it's depending on you. It needs you. It needs love. You know, it's like if you adopted a kid that had been like abused or had some like illnesses and things from its 
from that kid's upbringing, like, would you be like, like, it's okay. You'd be like, would you disgust me? Like freaking figure it out. Like, you know, or would you be like, I got you. I'm going to do, I'm on your side. I'm going to do everything I can to help you heal from all this stuff. That's the attitude that we need with our body. And when you have that at your core, when you go into these doctors, you can like use your own God-given intuition. And like, when they're telling you something like run that through your filter of truth, like, how do you feel? Like, does it feel like this person really cares? Does it feel true what they're saying? Or does it feel like they're like, I know everything. Good thing you came to me. Cause I'm so smart. Blah, 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 blah. Do you, cause I I'd say the biggest, like true healers, and this goes from like spiritual realm to the health coaches, to doctors, true healers are never going to come at you with an attitude of, well, good thing you found me because <laughs> I know my stuff. Like it's that kind of cocky attitude. I run, I literally like lace up my shoes and freaking run from anything that they have to say, because somebody who really freaking cares, I would never say that to my clients. Like I, I tell them all the time. I'm like, listen, like none of us know how the body works. Okay. I don't mean to depress you. Nobody on the planet earth really understands how the body works. So the, all I can give you is what I have seen work up into this point. And we can go off your intuition, my intuition. I can give you as much science as we possibly have. We can try some things. If that doesn't work, we need to keep looking though, you know, and I need your feedback and like that, that relationship I have with them and their body, that's the relationship. If we can have that with our bodies, it doesn't matter what health professional you're working with. You're looking for solutions and you're honoring this freaking incredible highest advancement of like biotechnology that has ever existed. We're just honoring that. So anyway, I I appreciate you sharing like that, that perspective of like, know that you are the ultimate, you are the, the buck stops here with you. Yeah. You are the ultimate say on what's happening with your body. Only you can feel what's really happening in your body. Only you can feel the energy of what someone's telling you, you know, like if something L said during this interview, like peaked off, peaked, like stuck out to you, like, dude, something's telling me I need to listen to that thing right there, honor that and like, keep following that trail. Um, I guess I want to close out by asking. Yeah. yeah, I just want to say one thing on that, which is, um, everyone that I speak to talk to regarding this, I always give everyone all of the different offshoots of choices. There is no right or wrong. Okay. But I give everyone all the choices. Like, here's the natural way. Here's this, here's this. Oh, and this could happen too. And you could do that. I want to give them all the possibilities, but everyone needs to know it's fixable period. That is the truth. Please have hope. Um, You know, I don't arrogantly say it, but sometimes I do say to people like, I'm glad you found me then because I know that like, there's no other way. Yeah. yeah, Cause I care. And I'm like, thank God, because you've been suffering so long and I'm so, you know, glad that this is going to be over soon. Um, But this absolutely is fixable. It actually isn't that hard and that complicated. It seems very overwhelming. And I understand that. Uh, obviously I've had to be my own doctor and been through the ringer. So I know all of these different angles to it. Um, but it is really important. And the other thing too, and we don't, I, I, we don't have enough time to go into it, but when you are, and we, and by the way, Tara and I have a great keto and thyroid talk on my Instagram, uh, IGTVs, which is a great discussion. Um, but, but the truth is, is that when you are hypothyroid and you have likely gained weight, it's very rare where someone's like, actually, weight's not a problem. Then I'm like, oh my God, you got so lucky. But when weight is the problem, the tendency is to go work out to try to fix it. You have to understand that you are insane in that moment because you are trying to use a failed body, a screwed up body right now and put it in a paradigm of a normal person like Tara who can go out, lift weights, she's going to come back, feel stronger. And she's going to feel slimmer after that workout. 
when you work out in your hypothyroid and you have adrenal fatigue, you are fatter and more bloated later. That's the tip off. Do you yeah. feel slimmer and more? Mm. We all know that feeling when we worked out, but like, mm, yeah. oh yeah. And like later yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I'm tight. <laughs> you're inflamed, the opposite. Out the wazoo. inflamed out the wazoo. You are inflamed yeah. out the wazoo. And again, just an indicator. You're like, oh, but I feel better when I work out. Why? Because you just punched your adrenals in the face to release cortisol that gave you a hit that you're not getting from T3 because you don't have any of that. You are yeah. making yourself fatter around the middle, mm. more inflamed. It's mm-hmm. a very hard thing, but anyone listening right now, stop working out. If you are seriously hypothyroid, just a light walk, Eel. some dumb yeah. yoga stretches, like no high intensity interval training. You are actually taking five steps backwards when you do that. And so that is like one of the biggest advices. Like, and I know it's hard, but you're actually going to have more success. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love and by that. the way, once you get fixed, I could work out five hours a day right now. If I wanted to tear, I could work out twice a day. Exactly. All that you can do because I take thyroid hormone and I'm right. not hypothyroid. So once you're normal, then you live a normal life and these things exactly. all apply. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. It is worth it to take some time out to heal. So everything doesn't have to be so hard. Okay. So Elle, I should have like firmed this up with you before the interview, but are you still doing consults with people? Can they still come to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Go to lrust.com. You can just contact me through the contact tab. I, I, I work with people all over the world. Um, awesome. and sometimes I talk with people and their doctors or their significant others. There's a lot to this. Um, sometimes your brain's not working right when you're hypo and you need a family member or husband or someone who can kind of like help you synthesize the information. Um, sometimes it causes, uh, issues in couples. And so I will be talking to them about that, that dynamic. Um, but yeah, Yeah. all over the world, it doesn't really matter where you are because it's all the same thing. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, make sure you hit her up lrust.com website's awesome, by the way, super great resource, especially that free thyroid guide, get that. And then if you want L to actually help you along that process, hit her up. If you need follow-up with meals that are friendly to <laughs> the thyroid, you can hit me up for, tr- for coaching, um, or my keto. Yeah. Do the out. keto in and out or any yeah, but coaching. Yeah. I mean, this is something we both like, I have so many clients that are hypothyroid because it's like Elle said, it's such a rampant problem. And I, I, I echo everything that Elle said, like most everyone who comes to me, they've had, honestly, it's hard. I understand Elle's frustration with doctors because it's like, it makes me, it makes me want to like spit. It like makes me angry. Like when I see how little caring has happened for that person, like, it's just like, here's your medicine. Goodbye. See ya. Be on that for the rest of your life. Like, that's it. I'm like, dude, how can you not kind of in your personal life, in your personal time, like want to dig into it on a Sunday or something and find out like why this is happening to people when you're seeing it happen all day, every day. Like it's, it's, it's frustrating, you know? So I'm, I'm grateful that and you know what like Dr. Elle, Forsman did which is my doctor and the doctor on books. Yeah, so he's awesome. Thyroid solution, amazon.com or anywhere you get books as well, but you don't even need to read the book to get right on the right path with that free thyroid guide. So yeah. 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 But get the book too. I mean, that, that book has helped so many people. I can't tell you how many people have come to me raving about the paleo thyroid solution. And then, you know, Dr. Forsman also is always like an excellent resource as well. He's on, there's a bunch of episodes of L interviewing Dr. Forsman on the primal blueprint podcast. Um, I've also interviewed Dr. Forsman on my inside out health podcast. He is just like wonderful. So go get educated. You know, you can start off by like just getting educated, listening to those podcasts, reading L's book, getting a thyroid guide. And then if you just, but if you're like me, like, I'm just like, no, just freaking tell me, like, I don't, I don't have time. Like you, you can yeah. just hit Elle up for a consultation and she can help you from there. So Elle, thank you so much for sharing all your thank wisdom you. and, and knowledge with us today. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap that up guys. And, um, we'll see you again next week.